Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family here in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and I will be your host. Uh, with me, I have Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you doing today, Father? I am doing well. Yeah, it's a good day. Um, lots of dynamics and things going on in the world and in the, yeah. in the state and in our country and in the church and the parish. So, But doing well, you know, just... Uh, I'm, th- I'm good today. Yeah. How are you? You know, I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm on like my fourth cup of coffee, so can't complain with that. I'm kind of on the same track today. I've been trying to cut back, but today is one I'm I'm on a I'm on my fourth or fifth yeah. cup of coffee too, and it's not even lunchtime. Yeah. Although I did um uh, I did uh, every once w- every like week I kind of get out of it, but I'll like meal prep, and so I have like a like a bunch of food already made, and I did that. So at least that, that, that's a good thing for this week. So I can feel I feel like an adult this week. <laughs> um, so that's good. There, 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 there are some weeks where I'm like, what am I? What am I? What have I eaten this week? I'm an, I'm the same way. Yeah. There's weeks where like yeah, I do the food prep or I know what I'm gonna do yeah. and like I got this plan and I carry it through and it's like all right, I'm feeling healthy and good. I feel like a yeah. you know an adult. And then there's weeks like the last two weeks where I'm just like, yeah, I didn't eat yesterday. <laughs> And today it's like, yeah, I've had one piece of beef jerky so far. Like that's all I've eaten, and a bunch of coffee. Yeah, not good. <laughs> no water. <laughs> all right. Well, um, before we jump into the, today's episode and all the news that's going on, do you want to open us with a prayer? Yeah, let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the beauty of this day, and we thank you for you know, right now, just for the seasons, because we know that spring is approaching, and we. We thank you for the sunshine that we're experiencing in these days, and we just uh, we glorify you in your creation, God, Father God, and uh, we thank you for life and for love, for happiness, for holiness, for for leading and guiding us through all the dynamics of life. Lord Jesus, you who were in the desert for 40 days to experience what we experience, the trials and the tribulations of life and the sufferings, the hardships and, and the temptations that life offers. Um, you who wanted to enter into that so that you could really truly be with us in the midst of everything that life involves. Um, we glorify you and we praise you in this Lenten season. We ask that through the course of the rest of this Lent that you would draw us close to your heart, that we might come to the Paschal mystery of Good Friday and Easter um, just very close to you. And so, Lord, draw us close to you in this time um, and bless us and anoint us. Lord, I pray for all those out there that are listening uh, this week to this podcast that you would bless their homes, um, bless their hearts and their minds, and um, bring peace and calm where there's anxiety or fear, um, bring joy and hope where there's despair or sadness, and uh, bring healing where there's brokenness, Lord. Mother Mary, we turn to you as well, and we just ask that you intercede and pray for us as a community, um, and intercede for us in, in the midst of our conversation right now. And we pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. Uh, so, uh, anything going on this week? Cricket, 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 cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I want to, like, how do I make a cricket sound? <laughs> no, there's really nothing going on this week, so. Why is that? Well, it's the coronavirus. So, yeah, folks, as you know, um, you know, there's just dynamics where we're, we're protecting uh, just really our, the community as a whole, you know, around the world, really, to to really um, try to stifle this thing and so it doesn't get out of hand, you know. that's yeah. So we've, excuse me, Ooh, 
little uh, burp there. <laughs> um, so we've postponed everything other than daily mass and adoration. Um, so we've we've postponed all of our programs um, from Stations of the Cross, the soup suppers, um, the Monday night missions, our Wednesday formation, all the Bible studies, just everything um, to just follow what the CDC is telling us and just to be prudent in the midst of this, um, prudent and calm. I'm kind of not wanting to overreact, but let's just go with what, you know, people are saying we, sh- we ought to do and we want to be able to do that um, as, a, as a faith community to be able to do that. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Um, and we're going to take it week by week. You know, even, you know, we'll kind of see how this week develops. Today it's Tuesday. Um, just so as you're listening to this, there's going to be developments probably every day in terms of, you know, what we're asked to do or not to do. And so that's where we're at right now. Um, we are going to next week, so today is the 17th, so next week would be the tw- week of like the 22nd, 23rd, whatever that is. Um, we're going to postpone things next week as well, just knowing where it's currently at, just so people are aware. You know, we're, we are going to have a second week of just postponing everything um, um, just to, to ride this out and patiently do so um, and to do that in prudence. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, I was, I was shared on Facebook Live yesterday. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was a little frustrated with how it seemed to all be handling and kind of rolling my eyes at it, like it's media scare or whatever. I mean, I just had lots of different opinions and I've worked through some of that both in doing some a little bit of a deeper research other than just kind of straight the, the mainline media and stuff, um, but just trying to dig a little bit deeper to more kind of professional reactions to it, um, and then talking to some doctors in the community as well, um, and really realizing from them too, like, no, this, this, this is really serious. Like, we need to do what they're asking so it doesn't overwhelm the system, and it doesn't, you know, fewer people can will be sick or hurt or and different things. So, you know, I'm, I'm following the lead of our leaders and kind of have stepped back. Because there's a part of me that wanted to fight it and was frustrated with it and was like, come on, you know. And But now I've stepped back and kind of humbly said, you know, these doctors, they know more than I do. They, they know the bigger picture. They know the bigger reality of, of this. And so I have to trust that. Um, and so, so that's what we're doing. We're stepping into it. And we want to keep people connected. And we're going to be working on communicating through the website, catholicdelete.org, through this podcast, through Facebook um, opportunities, social media stuff. Um, people can sign up for email or text messages through our flock notes. You know, you can call the office or um, send a message. There's different ways to do that. But So we'll let people know what's going on um, as things uh, happen and as we approach Easter too, because we don't know what Holy Week will look like. Um, it's just kind of day by day, you know, so... So yeah, so there's there's kind of crickets around here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like we're actually in Lent. Yeah, there's a dynamic to it, right? Like, yeah. like just the simplicity of having nothing going on, and mm-hmm. that is a good, you know, Dan. That's a good point because it is the Lenten season, and so in Lent we're called to give things up or to sacrifice or to enter into the desert, if you will. And this is really kind of actually forcing us to yeah. kind of have a desert experience, and you know, so take that attitude and that approach is probably really good. You know, to kind of take that desert experience of some little more isolation, if you will, you know, um, in terms of not having lots going on. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm praying for families. You know, I was talking of, uh, or was texting my sisters, and my one sister in particular, you know, her three kids that are normally at school are home. And then she has two little twins, and then she's, she's near, she's, in the next month, she's going to be giving birth to her, her sixth child. And, um, and then her, her 
oldest two have the stomach flu. Um, so she's just overwhelmed because it's suddenly the kids are at home and not at school. So I've just been thinking about families out there and they're trying to figure out how to, you know, they didn't have plans to, you know, have to feed them. And so it's like, okay, we need extra groceries now because the kids are home. Um, what are we going to do too in terms of work and stuff like that? So I'm just praying for families um, as well. You know, lots of people impacted in different ways, but families out there, you know, praying for you as you as you shuffle it about. And then those who are also, you know, um, maybe going to be laid off from work. And there's so many people that work in so many other businesses and stuff. So just want to just we're praying, continue to pray for one another, and um, yeah, that's the big thing. That's not what today's show is about, so yeah. we're not going to spend 30 minutes on this, but. You know, just a few different thoughts coming yeah. from my uh, end of things as as pastor. Last thought. It's probably going to be one of the most chill St. Patrick's Day. It is. Right? Yeah. I, 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 just, I just thought about that. I was like, yeah, it's, people, people, all the bars and restaurants are closed. Yeah. So no one's going to be going out and about and partying today. Yeah. So. so get your green food coloring if you go to the supermarket and color up your Kool-Aid or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but you know, jumping on to the um, main topic of today's episode, we want to talk about um, um, just kind of ask the questions. Two questions, maybe. Um, why why are you Christian? Why are Catholic? Why do you believe? Um, and why um, why it's important to know your story. So um, here I'm going to pull up, pull up my notes. So, um, you know, this was actually something we we're kind of thinking about, and then uh, it really ties into the gospel from last week. You know, the story about um, the Samaritan woman going to the well, and then um, it was really just beautiful gospel how she, you know, she has this encounter with Jesus and, you know, radically changes her life. And so she goes back to her village and tells people about it. And then through her story, of her encounter, they are they have an encounter with Jesus as well, um, and those people too. You know, they say at the end, like we no longer believe just because of her yeah. word. We believe because we too have now experienced this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's where you have the circle of discipleship yeah. really happening. Yep. Yeah, and and th- that's kind of like the key there. And so I think it, I think it, you know it makes us it 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 prompts us to think about okay, well, like why, you know, what is my story? Like, have I had that kind of encounter? You know, which. I think is a really good question for a lot of um, Catholics to ask themselves, <laughs> um, and then and then also it's like okay now it, you know if I have had this encounter now what? Yeah, I think it's 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 two it's both those things you know and you know we might ask like well what does that encounter look like like what you know when we're talking about that what does that mean and yeah. and part of that is like well listening to other stories you know that's part of how we come to realize like what that encounter oftentimes is like or or what it means. And it is a, it's a conversion of heart. You know, last week we talked about conversion. That was last week, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and having that encounter, it does involve um, change, if you will, in our lives, you know, and a, a deeper sense of fulfillment and not, there's just something to that. And when you experience it, you, you really kind of know Um when you experience that deeper encounter with the Lord, and it's it's going beyond just kind of the just the obligations and just kind of fulfilling obligation after obligation, which is good, but it is asking the Lord for deeper graces or graces of of intimacy and and closeness to Him in prayer, and that takes time and stuff. But yeah, why what 
what is what is that encounter like and have you experienced that and how do you share it right yeah yeah and so uh, i think maybe we can kind of start here because this is you know it's kind of a um many layers to this onion you could say lots of layers (laughs) so let's start with uh just thinking about um especially people who you know as ourselves um grew up catholic um you know grew up culturally catholic and you know a lot of people you know went to catholic school or you know if not they went to mass pretty much consistently growing up um went to their you know faith formation youth group stuff uh and just kind of just kind of did this stuff right yep um and then and now to their their to a point in their adult life where they're like yeah you know i'm catholic and um I've always been Catholic, and I love being Catholic even. But then kind of thinking deeper, it's like, okay, well, why am I Catholic? Or, you know, even why am I Christian? Like, why do I believe in Jesus Christ? Like, why wh- why is that? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think I've definitely had some of those thoughts before. I'm like, man, and, you know, if I, you know, if I grew up um, like Lutheran, would I have just stayed the course? Yeah, you know, like I, 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 I've thought that sometimes, um, which I guess you know, who, who knows, <laughs> but I'm not. Well, and it is a question to ask yeah. ourselves: like, am I just kind of a product of my culture? If, if, I don't know if that's the way or to put it, but environment it, maybe, or my environment, yeah. because sometimes that I mean that's kind of the case where we just we've been molded by our culture that's around us, and if we look deeper into that that belief system and that that culture that way of life, have have we gone just deeper where it's where we're conscious or aware or just that self-awareness of why why am I still doing this or why am I choosing this and why am I striving in this? Um, it can be a scary question, and I think a lot of people want to run away from that because they're yeah. kind of like, well, I, I, I don't want to like lose what I believe or lose my convictions. And it's more the question of you wanting and wanting to go deeper into it, right? Yeah. Because we kind of avoid that because we don't want to change. Or, you know, which is okay, you know, but it's not, it's just not staying at surface level, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of taking, take maybe taking um, that next step. And I think it, it, there's a sense of like being more vulnerable, yeah. um, you know, being more vulnerable to yourself and kind of being like, okay, where am I really at? Yep. Like with one thing and then also uh, like opening up to, to God in that, be like, hey, this is where I'm at. Yep. <laughs> And you know, um, you know, allowing you to come into that because I, and I think those are two, uh, two stages maybe. Yeah. Um, that I know I've definitely seen myself. I've seen myself actually. You know, I could go deeper here, but I don't want to, so I'm not going to. Yep. No, that's right. And I think, I think we ask ourselves those questions too because we do have to make sure that as Catholics, if you know, if I'm choosing to live this, why am I choosing to live it? And it's got to be deeper than. You know, because all these reasons are good and like they're important too. Like my, you know, be it the relationship to my pastor, you know, my priest. Um, you know, I like my priest, so I'm Catholic. Well, what if you don't like your priest? You know, you're still Catholic. You know, um, uh, you know, a lot of people will look at, you know, be it the moral teachings of the church or their friend groups or it's a social thing for them. Okay, those are all fine. You know, and the moral thing's important. That's not like the same as just the friends group. It's a little deeper than that. So. Step back on that comment, but it, it is going to the heart of the matter of why do I believe and why why do I follow? And 
St. Peter um, in 1 Peter chapter 3 um, does encourage us too. He says, um, he says, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. Right? Like always be ready to give that explanation to why. And we have to kind of answer that for, to ourselves and for ourselves first on some levels. Here's the thing. For me, this is what it comes down to. Because if you, if you were to ask me this, this is what I would say. Because in my search for truth, I believe and have come to be convicted and believe that Jesus Christ was truly the Son of God, came to this earth, and I, I really do, I'm convicted historically, spiritually, um, religiously, that Jesus Christ suffered and died on a cross. And the reason that he offered himself to the Father in this way was so that we could be united to him and be redeemed through it. And that he really rose from the dead. I, I, I do believe that Jesus really rose from the dead and that he's the Christ. He's the one that saves us and wants to bring us to heaven. So for me, it always comes down to the Jesus question. Do I really believe who Jesus Christ is? And in my, in my experiences, in my, my prayer life, in my encounters with other things in the world, it's the one, th you know, it's Jesus Christ that is at the core. And that encounter with him through the sacraments, through an understanding of his word, and not just a superficial, but really trying to understand it more and more and see that bigger picture of what Jesus is saying and doing. You know, um, Jesus Christ is the answer. That's why I remain Catholic. That's why I am a priest. That's why I'm striving to live my life in that way is because I believe that Jesus Christ is is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and life, and I've convicted of that. Yeah, and uh, I think, I mean, that's, you, you kind of said that, that, that that's the question, and um, when it comes down to it, too, because, you know, there can be a bunch of different moral stuff, or there can be, you know, I think there's been a lot of people in the last, you know, probably, I mean, not just a couple of years, but decade, where seeing some of the scandal and being like, oh, you know, I don't know, can I still, like, be Catholic? And, you know, they'll, they'll like, ask themselves these questions. Um, and a lot of people will leave because of that. Yeah. I mean, even even here, you know, so the, the challenge, you know, in, in any Catholic or church community, too, is you change the time of something and people leave. Mm -hmm. People don't. There's literally if you change the mass time. So we went through this. Right. So the reality is, is there were some people that literally left the Catholic church because we changed the mass time. You know, and so like that's a question of like, why do you believe what you believe? And you really got to you got to get at that and not just kind of go along and let, I don't believe, just letting people stay at a superficial level or at a level of just convenience. It's going deeper to say, do I believe in the Eucharist? Do I believe what Jesus really said in John chapter 6? Do I believe what Jesus really did at the Last Supper is what we share in and celebrate here? And so I'm not going to, you know, I get moving parishes because I get the, the dynamic of family dynamics. And so, for instance, changing a mass time. But there's people who literally will leave the Catholic Church because of something like a change in a mass time. That's why this question is so important because there's bigger things such as the scandals or, you know, things we don't like going on in the parish or we don't get our way or we don't like certain moral teachings or whatever the case may be or something was taken away, you know, a social event or, you know, a, a, a whatever. I mean, it can, there's a thousand things I could list. So. Yeah. Why do I believe? Because if, if my world is rocked up a little bit, 
and shaken. Am I going to abandon this thing that uh, is part of me, you know, this Catholic thing? Um, It's an important question because if it's not about Jesus and Jesus present in the sacraments, you know, you got to dig deep into that because yeah. that's that's the deeper thing, and and being able to talk about it and share it with others, you have to experience it too. Yeah, and um, one of the things that I love about being Catholic is the tradition and the history of the church. And, you know, I think you know, I I'll lo- I love just like kind of reading about that and learning about it and everything like that, and you know, even just like the little like kind of dogmas and stories and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when you get down to it, it's like, well, really, none of that, if if I don't believe that Jesus is who he says he is and that he started the Catholic church, none of it really matters. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I can, it, you know, it doesn't matter our preferences on liturgy or ma- or, you know, music or preaching, preaching or like re- really any, any of that stuff. It's like, well, if it, when, when you get down to it, it's like, you know, so it's like all these little things. I mean, they, they can be big things. and Well, they impact us. Yeah, you know. and, and, and they impact us, and they're good. You know, yeah. and they're good. But and they can be bad, too, some of these little things. You know, like, you know, pastors can make bad decisions or do dumb things. Like, I agree, you know? Uh, I agree, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Dan. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, if we disagree with Father Ryan... Um, I don't know, doing something minimal that's really not not that big. It, you know, it it it. it I guess yeah. w- what I'm saying is like, is it's not that big of a deal if we don't, um, like if we if we if at the center of it, it's like, well, we don't agree on the principles. Yeah. Then all that other stuff, it's like, well, of course we don't agree on that. Right. Yep. And it's at the principles that we have to we have to find our unity, right? Yeah. And we have to find our our faith. Right, as Catholics, and the reason why we're Catholic, and the reason that we're living this out, is at the core, you know, because of what Jesus said and did, and that that has to be my reason mm-hmm. for my hope, and my reason for being Catholic, and um, it's it's gotta. That is the goal. I think as a way to, as I'm thinking out loud here, that is really the goal of what we're at and what we're doing. If the goal only remains at a superficial social level, right, or kind of just a cultural thing, like, well, we baptize our kid just because that's what we do, that's not, that's not really the fullness of what we're, we're really after in our, both our understanding and why we're doing something. We baptize our children, we baptize people because we believe it brings salvation. We believe that it saves us from original sin and from sin itself and, and leads us to eternal life, that our goal is eternal life. And so what are the things that really are going to bring me there? Soup supper isn't going to bring me to heaven. So whether we cancel soup supper or have soup supper or we do soup supper this way or that way or we have fish, even though soup is the new fish, people, I'm still holding to it. It doesn't matter because if it's not leading us back into the Eucharist and into the, the body of Christ, that leads to worship, that leads to repentance, that leads to penance, that leads to participating in Jesus' death and resurrection. You know, it really is. It just, it's just, it, we're just another club then, right? So mm-hmm. my reason has to be bigger than, oh, it's the people I like to hang out with. And that's okay, right? It's good to enjoy and the people that you It go is. To that's that good, right? That's good, and that's okay. 
But I got to make sure that I'm trying to, I'm striving for eternal life. Yeah. And if, if we lose sight of that, and that I believe eternal life comes through Jesus Christ, and through Jesus Christ, what he said and did is given to us in the sacraments and in his word. Now, now I'm getting at the heart of the matter. Right? I ought to be. And then when I get into that and realize that that's the primary thing, that's where I'm going to start to experience the grace of God really active in sanctifying me. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and then, um, and so, that, yeah, I, I, I'd say that that, you know, and it's obviously a complicated, like it's simple, but it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's also, it's not, it's not like uniform to you. Everyone has their own, you know, journey and God speaks to us all differently yep. and calls us all differently, yep. you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to, t- to talk about how everyone like asks, you know, or there's not one answer to the question, why are you Catholic, Right. Right, like, like, the, like, there is at, at the heart of it, there well, is Jesus. there is one answer. Jesus is the answer, but but it's all in a different way, yeah, and spoken, you know, yeah, to us. So, um, so then there's that. But then I guess second part of the question is now, like, what do we do with that? Yeah, in terms of sharing it, yeah, kind of like the the woman from the well. She goes back into the community and says, "Listen, this is what I experienced." Yeah. I, let me tell you about, I encountered him, and he, he, he spoke to my heart. You know, he, he knew everything that I had done. You know, and, it, and she was moved by that. And the way that Jesus encountered her in that was a way, and the way that she encountered him caused her to go and, and speak of it as good news. You know, just think about it. So, so I'm, I'm maybe regressing, digressing here a little bit, but this reality, like, she encounters Jesus. He he calls her on everything. Like he knows her heart. He knows everything that she's done. Yeah. Oftentimes people would defensive, like, "Hey, don't throw that in my face." Or, "Hey, y- y- you don't know, or you don't need to tell me that." Jesus had done it in a way with her where she realizes, like, he loves me, mm-hmm. even yeah. though he knows everything I've done. Right. So she's able to then to go and share the good news with those around her. And she's able to do it in a way that causes others to go, well, I want to check that out, right? Yeah. So how is it that we do that? That's the question, right? Yeah. You know, my first response, my gut reaction to that question is we have to do it authentically. Um, like we have to ask ourselves, am I, am I authentically sharing my, my experience and is my authentic experience and how I'm sharing it pointing toward the Lord? She goes and shares authentically so that they'll go out and meet this man. She doesn't go and share so that she can be the, the new show in town. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that that's really important. I think as we share it is that one is that we're authentically sharing with with a a way and a, a humility and an invitation that others might come to experience. Others might come to, to know, or uh, I think that's big. I think where we can go wrong in how we share is when we're trying to get people to do what we want them to do. And that's not really the goal. It's the invitation to say, I've experienced this and I really believe that he's, you know, she's like, I believe he's the Messiah. Here's what he did. Um, she's not going into it, I think, trying to manipulate them, but she's going into it to try to invite them, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So she's not going to get them to try to do what she wants them to do. She's rather going into it and saying, hey, I experienced this and I really believe this. And I just want to invite you to go meet the dude out at the well. <laughs> you know, um, so when we share, for instance, you know, I know a lot of people have been sharing with me their experiences in adoration. You know, so there's been some really beautiful experiences that people have had in adoration. It's, it's really neat to hear. You know, so it's to be able to like share like, oh, yeah, you know, with a friend or a family member just to say, can I share with you what happened to me in adoration? And I, you know, just to be able to share it and not to like try to, it's, the, it's not trying to get people to come to adoration. It's, the, it's really saying, how do I invite them mm-hmm. to come and ex- experience this? Um, I think that's part of sharing our stories is being authentic and having the right intention of just sharing what we've come to encounter and inviting people because the Lord wants to encounter them. Does that make sense? Yeah. A lot of times people will, will share because they're trying to get people to do what they want them to do or act as they act or affirm what they've experienced, right? So sometimes we're sharing, so we want somebody else to come and do it so it, it can affirm us. We've got to be careful in that, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you know, especially when, when, like after you have, maybe even just talking about you know, a big conversion, mm-hmm. um, it's you know a lot of people right away are just like, okay, I gotta tell people about this, you know, they, it, it, and they gotta do exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, just c- kind of like the one at the, at the well, she's like, oh my gosh, I had this crazy experience, I gotta tell people about this, um, and then yeah, it, it's it's maybe the way that they tell people about it <laughs> that that you know. It's the way and the intention, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you know, I think I, kind of what you said, like being authentic with it. Yeah. And you know, just that, like, sincere. And there, there's also this. Um, um, I guess I I've, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but like truth and charity. Yeah. Um, because you know sometimes we we we're really um, it's kind of this idea of if we're sharing um, sharing a story with someone or if we're you know sharing truth with someone. Um, I think Jesus is probably a model in. Um, in that, uh, uh, in the, the gospel of him talking to the Samaritan woman, because he, he didn't just say, "Oh well, I know, like you're fine," you know, like and kind of lean on on the charity, on like the love a little bit too much, and and not really call her on um, her her sins, um, yep. but just but just kind of um, so so he he did that, but he also didn't didn't say, you know, you've done all this bad things and. Um, you will find no re- repentance unless you, you know, believe in me. Like, you know, he he he, he wasn't harsh with it either. So th- there's the balance of... Yeah, and it's really tricky depending on our relationships yeah. and our place and where we're at and where others are at. Yeah. Yeah. I had an encounter last week at a, at a funeral luncheon. Um, a woman who isn't Catholic, she, she just asked if she could ask me some questions. And so I sat down and, you know, we had a really great conversation and a little, you know, like... She was questioning everything, you know, and kind of challenging me on stuff. And um, it came to this understanding of um, a reverence for one another, you know, that let's have a good conversation because I love a good conversation. But she was really jazzed up and I can get really jazzed up, you know, just in terms of like excitedly sharing and challenging. So we both like I I just kind of always whenever I get into that, I always stop, especially if I don't know the person. But even if I do just say, okay, listen, we're about to have a really good conversation. Let's just understand that we're mutually reverencing where the other's at, right? So I'm going to share my experiences with you. You're going to share your experiences with me. We're going we're to kind of talk about this. 
let's just make sure we're reverencing one another as as people and where we're at in this and 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 then share and receive from the other right i think that's really important that we reverence the person that we're sharing with and we ask them to reverence us too in our belief or our experience um because then we can get into even some deeper challenging conversations to, to help one another and to bring one another to that deeper thinking of the question of why do I believe, you know? Um, and her and I had that. I mean, we, we, I was able to really answer some of her questions of why I, we believe what we believe and why we practice what we practice and to invite her to reverence that, you know? Um, you know, it, it, the big thing for her was why can't we receive communion? And it, so I said, well, let's talk about reverencing what we believe because we want to reverence, I would want to reverence what you believe it's got in the discussion of like, well, if I came to your house and came in and said, no, 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 we're going to do it this way, that wouldn't be reverencing your belief or your, your culture, right? And that could be across the board, would be different religions or denominations or whatever. I said, it's, it's inviting non-Catholics to, for instance, come in and reverence what we believe and how we practice. Like, that's important. It doesn't mean we have to be divided. It's just, this is how we practice. So let's reverence that. Anyways, that's a whole nother maybe podcast, yeah. but... It's, um, I think that authentic sharing has to be done with a reverence and love, does, which can be done in like really good, tough conversation then, you know? And tough sharings or good sharings or deep sharings or, yeah. This topic can go all yeah. different directions, eh? Well, any, any final thoughts as we wrap up? Um, the encounter that we talk about, so to come back to that, to... What is this encounter that's deeper than just going through the motions? Actually, it does occur as we go through the motions. Um, so it's not to eliminate the motions, if you will. You know, the consistency of going to Mass, to adoration, to reading the scriptures. But it's allowing those to to really impact our lives. And that means our lives are going to change. Um, and they are if if you're encountering the Lord, your life is going to constantly be in motion, if you will, to deeper conversion, which means deeper fulfillment, which means you're going to let you have to let go of stuff. Um, and we're experiencing that right now, like a lot of like we got to let go right now in like some different ways. Yeah. How can that spiritually, you know, be part of Lent now that you have to let go of some some of your routine? Um. Because that's part of the encounter. So, yeah, I'll, I'll end there because that yep. goes lots yeah. of different directions. That was great. Well, thank Too you. much coffee. <laughs> My mind's running a thousand <laughs> directions. Squirrel! <laughs> well, thank you, Father. Um, Thanks, Dan. This is good. Uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, listening. Uh, we hope you all stay safe. And, um, yeah, just, you know, kind of what Father Ryan was saying earlier, just be at peace. You know, God is with us. Yeah. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised.